Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Welcome to Teacher Tired. Today I'm going to tell you what I believe is the hardest part about being a teacher. Um, But before I do that, I kind of wanted to give you like a little story of just what my morning or typical morning would be like. So close your eyes, pretend like you're in my body for a minute. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but just pretend like you are in my shoes for the day. My alarm goes off at 5.45. I wake up before the sun. It is dark. I flip on all the lights, turn on the coffee pot, and go back into the bathroom, brush my teeth really fast, throw up my hair in a bun because I'm worried about getting lice, and forget makeup. There's no point. You're with six-year-olds all day. So I quickly look at my phone. I glance at it, maybe turn on some music, but I see some emails from parents from the night before. I usually don't look at my phone before going to bed, so I try to catch up early in the morning. So I look at my phone, I see some concerns from parents, and instantly start to worry, oh my gosh, what's going on with these kids? Is, this, is it something I did? Is it, are they sick? You know, what's going on here? So I respond to those, or maybe just look at them and deal with them when I get into school. You know, and then I get in my car, and I think about all the things that could go wrong from getting in my car to walking to my doorstep at my classroom, such things as getting in a car accident, flat tire, running out of gas. Who will cover my class that day? Will they have a sub? If they don't have a sub, I don't have any plans made. Uh Uh-oh, who's going to take care of my kids? All right, anxiety ran over. So I walk into the classroom, chug my hot coffee because, well, the kids are going to be there in 10 minutes, and that's not enough time to enjoy a cup of coffee. So, oh, wait, I forgot my absent here chart. Quick Get that together really fast. Make sure they have somewhere to say that they're here and go get the breakfast bins. Forget the coffee. You need to get the kids breakfast because without that, yeah, forget it. Your day's screwed if the kids aren't, if they're hungry. So go get the breakfast bins, come back, and it's time for duty where, you know, kids play on the playground and you wait for a little bit before school. And two of your students, two of my students get injured and I send them to the nurse And so I enter the room and I start my day like normal. The kids eat breakfast, we take attendance, and I start my morning routine. And then the phone rings. Ring, ring. Hi, uh, this is the nurse. You stated that Jimmy and Susan were absent today, but I have them right here. Oh, crap, I did. I'm sorry. Can you talk to the office about that and tell them that they're here and then just send them back to class? Um, sure. But next time, just double check your attendance. Got it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hang up the phone. Quickly roll your eyes because, well, you're just frustrated. You continue your morning reading, and as you're in the middle, or me, as I'm in the middle of my morning meeting, Frankie pukes all over the floor. Okay, stop what we're doing. Everyone go back to your seats. Do not step on the puke. And can someone take Frankie to the nurse? Okay, story over. (laughs) So, while this may seem really crazy, it's actually a typical day for me in kindergarten, and it may even seem extremely normal to some of you. And I still don't think that this is the hardest part about our job as teachers. I don't even think that grading, lesson plans, you know, prepping for the next day, cutting things if you're in a kindergarten classroom like I am, or sending out emails is the hardest part. I truly, truly believe that the hardest part about our job is the emotional aspect. You know, so many of us as teachers teach students that go home to parents and families and pets and sit down at a dinner table and enjoy a nice hot cooked meal. And 
we also teach so many kids or students that go home and don't have parents to go to or end up sleeping in a car that night because that's what their family is doing or end up in a hotel because they don't have a home to go to or bounce around from families to families in the foster system and they don't know who they're going home to that night. There's a lot of situations that we see on a daily or even minute basis that we don't necessarily know how to handle. We're not professionals in the mental field. We're not taught that way. And if college taught you that way and you're a teacher, can you please let the other colleges know? (laughs) Because we were not taught how to handle these situations. I'm going to give you um, a fake fictional example um, and use me as an example and then name the student Frankie. I don't know why I like that name, but we'll go with it. So, for example, let's pretend. I walk into school. We're having a normal day. And Frankie comes up to me and says, hey, Mr. Wartha, I was really scared last night. Because oftentimes kids just come up to you and blurt things like that, especially in my kinder world. And you say something like, oh, really? Why were you scared? Did you watch a scary movie? Frankie responds, no, my dad hit me and I hid in a closet because I was just scared of him all night. (sighs) Instant teacher thoughts go into something like, oh, great. Now I got to report this. What's going to happen to his grades? Is he going to focus in class? Oh, God, is he going to start hitting the other kids and think it's normal? Jeez, what's going to happen? Situations like these happen every day. And if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, you know. They happen every single day, sometimes more. I don't care what district you work in. I don't care what demographic you teach. Situations like this happens every day. And yes, they teach us how to handle it from a legal perspective. There are legal things that we have to do as a teacher in these situations. And I am all for those legalities, and I think they're handled well in some cases. But they don't teach us how to handle it emotionally. They don't tell us that, hey, when you're a teacher, you're going to be dealing with secondary trauma. (laughs) I never even heard of secondary trauma until I was a teacher. What is that? I never even knew what that was. I knew what anxiety and depression were, but I didn't know what secondary trauma was until I experienced it. You know, these kids are your whole world. They are your whole world. Every single lesson, every copy, every email, Every single cut that you make with those scissors in an art project, every single thing that you do in your job is for those kids. Every single thing, everything you buy, those flare tip fancy pens you use is to develop things for your kids, for your students. Every single thing. Those kids are your world. They're your job. They're your responsibility in ways. (laughs) They are your whole world. You're there to take care of them. You're there to educate them. But what you didn't know is you're also there to be their therapist. And oh crap, what you say next to this Frankie may be what they remember for the rest of their life. There's a lot of pressure behind that. And when I first experienced something like that, I personally didn't know how to respond. And I have a lot of background in anxiety and depression and therapy and... I feel as though I still didn't know how to respond. 
I didn't know what to say, and I certainly knew that what I did say would change this kid's life forever, possibly. And so it made me nervous. And I truly, truly believe that the hardest part about this job is entirely the emotional side of it. And no one is talking about it. We're talking how to better emotionally support our students, which I'm all here for. But who's emotionally supporting us? Our therapists? They're not teachers. They don't know. I am not saying we shouldn't go to therapists. I'm all for them. Please go see a therapist if you need one. What I'm saying is, who's there for us? We hear these stories or, I'm going to get emotional. We hear these stories or Frankies, you know, the Frankies of the world come up to us and they open up to us. And what happens? We take it home. We go home. And if you're like me, I instantly tell my boyfriend. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to sneeze. I instantly call my mom. I instantly tell people around me, this is what happened today. How crazy is this? And I worry, and I worry, and I worry, and I worry. How is Frankie going to start acting in school? How is he going to handle this? How am I going to handle this? What if he brings it up to another student? What if another student brings it up to me? Oh, God, what's happening at home right now with Frankie? Is he safe? Do I do something? There's a certain point where you realize as a teacher, there's only so many things you can control, and I understand that. But there's this emotional bearing that we take home, this emotional weight that we take home every single day. Every single day. I am not talking about rare situations weekly. I'm talking about every single day. We take home the baggage that our kids have and deal with. And better yet, we take it home and have to show up the next day at 7.30 in the morning and pretend like nothing ever happened. 61% of teachers indicated that their jobs were always or often stressful. 58% of respondents cited poor mental health as a result of that stress. If you're wondering, I got that from the psych learning curve. It's the American Psychology Association. 58% of teachers said poor mental health as a result of stress from their job, 58%. Next time you go to your professional development or, you know, any sort of group meeting with your teachers in the room, if there's 60 teachers, I want you to look at the room. Cut that in half, okay? Cut that in half. Look at the 30 teachers you see. Now add a few more. Those teachers are currently sitting with mental health issues resulting from the job that you work with them at. That's insane. That is insane. And I fit right in that basket. Teachers quit. They leave. They give up. And I get it. It is my first year teaching. I'm a rookie. You all know I am no expert. But I get it. My first two months on the job, I had more bruises on my body from students than I ever would have thought in five years. 
It's crazy. It's insanity. I don't think the hardest part is the grades. I don't think the hardest part is the lesson plans or the meetings or the IEPs we have to write. Shout out to all my speds out there. Or the endless hours we spend on the computer prepping for the next day instead of cooking for our families. Or the hours we spend decorating. Oh my gosh, that's a topic of discussion. Or the hours we spend on Pinterest prepping for you know months ahead or the amount of money we spend on our kids. Right? How much money have you spent on TPT this month? Just this month. <laughs> Mine about takes my whole paycheck. It's just... It's not all of that stuff that makes it hard. Actually, in fact, all of the stuff I quite enjoy. I like spending all the hours on decorating. Some of you don't. I get that. Not all of us are decorate teachers. Decorative teachers? Is that how you say that? But I do. I actually enjoy that side of it. And sometimes I do enjoy sitting on my computer and prepping for the next day because it makes me feel as though when I can prep, I can feel like a better teacher the next day. Oh, God, you guys are all thinking she's admitting the unspoken truth. I do enjoy some of those things, and while they're seen as negatives, I don't think that's the hardest part. I think the hardest part is the emotional distress and the secondary trauma that we take home, that we sit with, that we think about, that we're anxious over, And there's absolutely nothing we can do but show up for them again at 7.30 in the morning the next day. And that's hard. We can show up for them because that's our job. We can support them because that's our job. We can be there for them. We can hug them. We can love them. But what college didn't teach us is how to take it home and how to deal with it. If you are someone who agrees with this, (laughs) if you feel as though you take it home and you sit with it, I would suggest finding ways to get it out. Right? Maybe that's therapy. Maybe that's journaling. Maybe it's working out. But if I were you, I would start looking because I'm in my first year and this stuff is crazy. Stuff we take home is crazy. I mean, I'm already learning ways to deal with it. I feel as though I'm doing a good job, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm a rookie. Who knows? But at the same time, if I don't, try new things or try to find ways to work through it or think it through or get it out, then what? I bottle it up and explode or quit? I worked real hard to be this teacher. I do not want that to be the outcome. But I get it. I get it. I get why we are so dang teacher tired. Because day in and day out, it is emotionally exhausting 
just talking about it. It's been 15 minutes and just me talking about it's emotionally exhausting. So my biggest recommendation is to seek help, to find new tactics, new ways. And if what you're doing isn't working, try something else. If you still feel that weight on your shoulders after trying a million things, keep going. Do not give up. Do not give up. Those kids need you. They need that love. If we're taking home that weight, think about how heavy it is on their shoulders. And in my case, they're six years old. That's too heavy for them. So they need you. They need you at 7.30 in the morning. So do what you can Do whatever you can to be there. Do whatever you can to get it out, feel better, and be there for them at 7.30 in the morning. All right. That's enough of my rant about what I think the hardest part is. If you agree with me, again, go try your best to get it out to vent. But if you would like to vent and join my Tired Teachers Lounge, there is a group of us on Facebook that are going to vent, talk, chat, just as if we're in our normal teacher's lounge, um, and just kind of talk about the topics discussed on the podcast. This is a heavy one, and I know a lot of you feel the same way or have something to say about it, so come join us over on the T- Tired Teacher's Lounge.